Well, listeners, it is great to be together with you today. My name is Mark Penrith. The show is Table Talk with Mark. This morning, I'll be speaking to a friend of mine, Tommy van der Velt. Tommy joins me from an organization called Imprint, which is really excited about seeing local churches strengthened through resourcing and through other mechanisms uh, in sub-Saharan Africa. Tommy this morning is going to be talking to me about church membership, the local church, and all matters related to that. And uh, I have no doubt that it will be a very interesting show to listen in on um, as we tackle these conversations. Listeners, I, I really want you to join in. Um, in fact, it's important that you join in. Your conversations drive our discussion. And so let me give you a couple of ways that you can join in the conversation on Table Talk uh, even this morning. Firstly, on Facebook. We are live streaming to Facebook. You can find us on Radio Pulpit, Radio Council. Uh, we are streaming. I think it's the the top uh uh, uh, post uh, on the page uh, it, it is headed Table Talk with Mark Penrith really looking forward to your interactions drop a comment down below and we can start to engage on what you would like us to talk about related to the local church and church membership we're going to be we're going to be quite focused this morning uh, on that particular topic already got some people coming through Justin B uh, good morning Mark and Tom <laughs> and uh, how's it Justin it's good to have you with us Justin is now not quite a long time listener but certainly for the last couple of weeks we need to have that jingle going um, but good to have you with us but um, you can speak to us on Facebook you can also speak to us on WhatsApp the WhatsApp and Telegram number is 082 082-6572-729 I love voice notes and so if you are listening to us and you have access to um, WhatsApp drop us a voice note love playing voice notes hearing your voice and interacting with your uh conversations i've just been told it is telegram not telegraph i'm like a telegram and whatsapp i'm like about 50 years older than my age uh kind of live my life out at the turn of the 19th century <laughs> um so telegram and whatsapp and facebook we also on twitter the twitter handle is uh, 657 am 657 am that is the twitter handle you can interact all of those notes as you Interact with us on WhatsApp, on Telegram, on Facebook. They'll pop up on the very fancy computer I have in front of me. So I do get to see what you're saying. And uh, we can bring you into the conversation. This morning, particularly talking about church membership, I guess, maybe even as a starting question, I'd be interested to know where you are a church member. And if you're not a church member, why not? I'm curious to know some of your stories. Looking forward to hearing from that. We're going to start off this morning's uh, show uh, by speaking to a good friend of mine, Michael Swain. Michael is from an organization, uh, 4SA, that stands for Freedom of Religion South Africa. Uh, Michael uh, is a trained lawyer. Uh, Michael, uh, or at least studied law, um, he has had a hand in business. Um, he was involved in planting the Every Nation um 
a group of churches or movement of churches in South Africa, um, and he heads up this organization called Freedom of Religion SA. They really are a lobby group, um, a voice piece for the church, uh, an interface for the church uh, to our government. Uh, They speak to the state on our behalf on matters which relate to us. Michael, it's good to have you online, brother. Great to be with you again this morning. Good morning to your listeners. And uh, I, I see that all the fires have been put out in Cape Town, that you guys have been returned to normality. Yes, and winter looks like it's finally arriving, so mm. seasons do change. Hey, what happens in uh, in Cape Town? Do you, does the Feinbos come out in summer, in spring, or is it like an all-year-round thing? Now, the Feinbos is all year, but it has flowering seasons, which okay. are absolutely beautiful, particularly the beginning of summer is, I think, the most spectacular uh, time for me when all the yellow pincushions come out. Mm. I was at the National Botanical Gardens last week with my family, uh, just walking around and just looking at the diversity of uh, flora that we have in South Africa. It's quite stunning. I mean, we really live in a beautiful country and you live in a beautiful part of the world. A little bit jealous. Me. (laughs) In fact, uh, believe it or not, point of use this information, but the Cape Peninsula is one of six plant kingdoms in the world. It's only 100,000 square kilometers, Yeah. but it has the greatest diversity of plants of any of the other um, plant kingdoms in the world. So, so cool being South place. African. We are winners. <laughs> Bre- brother, um, this morning we're going to talk about uh, PAPUDA, which is the an odd-sounding acronym. What does that stand for anyway? Well, it, it, is, it is the... Um, Promotion of Equality and the Protection from Unfair Discrimination Act, otherwise known as the Equality Act, uh, passed in 2000. And specifically and importantly, after the Constitution, it is the most important piece of legislation that we have. So all other legislation basically has to be also read, not only in the light of the Constitution, but it also has to uh, conform to the Equality Act. So a very, very significant and important piece of legislation. Fascinating. Okay, so um, it's a piece of legislation. You guys have um, some concerns that you are speaking to the Department of Justice about. Um, Do you want to just outline them for our listeners so that we understand kind of what's going on? Well, yes, the Equality Act has been very problematic for the faith community. We, uh, 4SA, have had a number of cases that we've had to face under the Equality Act. In fact, we are uh, currently involved in two cases under the Equality Act, one being the Boss uh, wedding venue case, where a same-sex couple yes. would decline very graciously um, th- to have their marriage celebrated and organized by the venue because they held, not that they have anything against LGBT people, but they just do not believe that they should be forced to celebrate every event. Uh, and we also have a case in KZN at the moment, the Chetty case, where an evangelist who declared that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life is being taken uh, to court by uh, the Hindu Association because they said that it denigrated their religion um, and was Hindu bashing, which is hate speech. So it it is already uh, a piece of legislation which has been used by activists. But what the government have done on the 26th of March is they published the Papuda Amendment Bill, which will basically update and amend this Equality Act. And frankly, it puts 
everything that was bad about this act uh, on steroids. It mm. is probably the most dangerous single piece of legislation that we for SA have, have yet seen. And we are obviously very concerned about it. Um, it's open for comment until, well, they initially said that it was open until the 12th of May, which is literally next week. So yeah. an extremely short time for such an important piece of legislation, the deadline. They have subsequently told us that any submissions that they receive before June 30th will be taken into account. But again, we asked, why is there not a general extension? And the answer was the department needs, needs to deal with this matter urgently. Why, why is this an urgent matter? Uh, it, it really has and should have no need for urgency. There should be plenty of time to comment and to interact with what it says, to think through the implications. There is no need for it. And again, we, we see this as just part of the problem that we have with this, the fact that it's being pushed through. And it is literally a massive game changer in terms of the whole system of, 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 of let's call it, societal norm in South Africa. Michael, a couple of times I, I, I ask you these questions, and it's really because, you know, us as citizens standing on the outside, not so much on the outside of the system, because we're we're in the system, but but very seldom do we know how the system actually works. Um, you talk about the speed of this legislative transformation and and these changes. Um, how long does something that's this important normally take uh, to go through the various different processes that government demands? Um, how much quicker is this one? Look, there, there will obviously be a process and, and the process will take time. Mm. So the first thing that happens is that the bill is produced and it's put out for comment. Now, you need time to comment on it because what typically happens is the comments are then taken into account and then a second draft of the bill is published. And that then, generally speaking, goes to the committee stage, goes before Parliament. Okay. Um, then it will obviously have more comments possible at that stage and the committee stage. It may well in this instance, because it's something which will impact on all South Africans, also go to the National Council of Provinces. And that would also be open for comment. And then ultimately, when it's gone through, then it's signed by the president and then it actually becomes law. So yes. it's not going to happen tomorrow. Sure. But... We have, I think, a window of opportunity to object to it, particularly because we believe that this is a, a, a game changer for our society. Mm. And therefore, in the lead up to the provincial elections, which are on the 27th of October this year, there is the opportunity perhaps to put pressure on government. I honestly think if this goes beyond the 27th of October and we haven't been able to get the um, significant and, and, and important changes made to it, preferably it should be thrown out in its entirety but if we go beyond that date then i think government will just simply push it through and that as i say we will then live with the implications of that with the consequences of that which will we believe be extremely serious where to from here for for sa as regarding this and and how can listeners get involved how can they interact what, what can they do well, I think very importantly, we're going to be posting uh, in the next few days some information. We're going to release a press statement next week. We interacted um, on Wednesday this week with a group of senior religious leaders who uh, comprise constituencies of over uh, 11 million people in the, in the nation. We're going to be asking for a meeting uh, with the Minister of Justice, and we will be pushing out more information on this. But I think the most important thing to do is stay informed. There's a lot to be said about this bill. I mean, I think 
market might be good if maybe next time we focus on maybe some of the main concerns that there are surrounding this bill. And particularly, I think it would be good to maybe look at some what-if scenarios that if this bill was passed, what would the impact and implication be? So let's definitely have some more conversations on this if we can. Um, but keep involved, keep informed, go to our website, www.forsa.org.za. Look at our Facebook page, Freedom of Religion SA. We're going to help people with pro forma submissions so that you can have your voice heard as well. We'll point out the highlights and the dangers and what we believe should be done. Obviously, you don't have to follow that, but it could be helpful just to know who and where to contact. So, yeah, let's keep our eyes on this very closely because it isn't going to go away. Um, it really is, as I say, a piece of legislation which has the potential to be, we believe, very negatively transformative of the type of society that we live in. So we need to watch this carefully. Well, Michael, as always, it uh, really is good to speak to you. Thank you for keeping us informed in terms of what's going on. Um, have no doubt that listeners who are listening in uh, would be well served if they go to the website, foisa.org.za. Uh, Did I get it right? That's right, forsa.org.za, forsa. Forza, and, uh, and there are <laughs> weekly newsletters and lots of information uh, that they can subscribe to and find out uh, at that location. Michael, thank you so much, uh, and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Thank you, Mark. All the best. God, God bless, best. brother. Bye. Well, listeners, uh, even as we come into the second part of the show today, as uh, we start to interact with Tommy, I, I do want to remind you again how you can get involved in the In fact, Tommy, you and I have spoken for far longer than two hours just on, on all manner of topics. Uh, we, we spent a, a week and a half together uh, a few years ago, and uh, and those conversations sometimes went into the very, very tiny hours of the morning mm. um, and early the next day. Uh, we have the ability to talk. However, our conversations in terms of radio um, make for much better more interesting listening when you get involved. I, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Victoria who says, uh, morning Mark and Tom looking forward to listening to you guys you're getting a lot of Toms this morning yeah, brother um, <laughs> Clive uh, uh, Clive says good morning Mark and the other guy, you're there the other go. guy, there you go um, and uh, he asked a question about last week's show and how he can uh, how he can get information on last week's show it is uh, stored on the website it's also stored uh, on Facebook book itself guys always great to have um your questions rolling in want to remind you that on whatsapp and telegram did i get it right this time yep whatsapp and telegram 0826572729 you can send in voice notes uh, and if you are watching the live stream on facebook you can drop your comments down below looking forward to hearing um i am also reminded that uh, uh, we have behind the controls, clicking the buttons, making sure that the lights stay on. Uh, our partner in crime, extraordinaire, um, Vus on controls today. Vusi, thank you so much for joining us. Lovely to have you here. And he reminds that me that you can actually call in for information on last week's show um, by dialing client services with Radio Pulpit. And that's available on 012 Double zero, and they will give you information on how you can connect with the show. Um, really cool. Thank you so much, brother. Tommy, 
I'm going to I'm going to introduce you um, to the listeners because uh, you know distinct possibility that uh, folk don't necessarily know who you are. Um, other than my friend, um, you are a member of a church in Brackenhurst, which is the deep dark south, and um, Brackenhurst Baptist Church, where a- another guest on the show, uh, Doug von Mieter, is um, senior pastor, uh, where you also serve as an elder. Um, together with him and the team there, mm-hmm. um, you guys are a member of a fraternity of churches called Solar Five, which the church that I serve, Crystal Park Baptist Church, is a member church of, which kind of makes us, I was going to say, makes us sisters. Uh, I mean, makes us sister churches. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and so and so we have those connections. Um, y- you are very involved with an organization which I frequently promote uh, on the show, uh, Nine Marks, um, a book written by... Uh, a, a, a pastor of Capitol Hill Baptist Church, Mark mm-hmm. Dever, uh, was very instrumental at the beginning of my pastorate at Crystal Park Baptist Church and really helped me set an ecclesiological um, kind of trajectory. By that I mean kind of like the theology of the local church trajectory. Um, very instrumental to me, and you've been very instrumental in terms of the promotion of that material uh, in South Africa and Sub-Saharan Africa and even beyond. I mean, mm. you've kind of traveled uh, up north as well. In addition, you served for two years as a missionary to India where you planted a church in uh, in a city of, it starts with a B, mm-hmm. um, help me out here. Belgium. Belgium. Mm-hmm. Um, Belgium sounds like European. You know, Belgium. It kind of <laughs> sounds like, you know, you kind of get get to speak some European language when you're there. But we're talking in the south. Is it, was that in the south More of in India? More in the central. More in the center yeah. of, uh, of India. Yeah. Um, a place where there's quite a lot of uh, persecution yep. in terms of Christian persecution. Mm-hmm. And our thoughts and our prayers go out to missionaries serving abroad and the church, which is under persecution in many parts of the world. Yeah. Uh, you planted a church there. We were actually just mm-hmm. talking about that church uh, this morning as we had breakfast together. Um, uh, its membership base has been growing. Yeah, I think you mentioned twenty-five mm-hmm. members, and and uh, more uh, you know, added. more to be added. Yeah. God is, God is good as he as he extends the kingdom even into difficult places. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, right now, um, in terms of your invite to the radio show, mm-hmm. is as uh, the uh, I don't even know what your title is. What are you like the head honcho oh, of yeah. Imprint? What what do you call um, yourself? Well. I am the executive director. Well, there you go. That's a that's like a <laughs> wow. The executive director. There we go. The but I'm ED. also I'm also the marketing manager, the financial manager, the, the guy that changes the HR, light bulbs. All those, all those. <laughs> okay, of imprint. Yeah. Now tell us a little bit about imprint. Just so that we get an idea of of what you do. Yeah. So imprint exists to to um, equip and help churches grow in a healthy way mm. uh, through tra- uh, giving. Uh, trustworthy biblical um, theological uh, resources and training back back up mm. to help churches grow mm-hmm. is something that everybody gets excited about church sure. growth uh, it, particularly post corona there's lots of churches out there that need to grow but very specifically imprint helps churches grow in a healthy way give me yeah. a couple of those distinctives what makes imprint distinct so uh, a healthy church if you look at um, expositional preaching so that faithful proclamation of God's word not yes. your own or the world's uh, discipling so how to make disciples 
evangelism um it's grounded in the gospel all of those things mm. church leadership healthy church leadership mm. membership as we're going to talk about today uh discipline which is a, another touchy subject um, we actually spoke about church discipline last week with uh, rocky stevenson yeah yeah so um so I those think it was i think it was last week my memory's terrible I think it was a couple of i'm weeks coming up to 45 years of age <laughs> this year and uh, my memory and my eyesight are are deteriorating fast there we go. <laughs> yeah so it's basically growing in those fundamentals of biblical what i believe or we believe uh, the Bible shows us that uh, that is a healthy church. Okay. If you have those components present in your church. Okay. So yeah. you were talking about church growth in a healthy way, and you do that by the by the the spreading of good resources and training and training. Yeah. Okay. So basically, publishing and printing uh, trustworthy biblical resources, um, which in South Africa or Southern Africa, or actually the whole third world um is is struggling to either get the affordability of of resources mm. and the availability of resources yes. so if it's available it's unaffordable yes um and uh, if so if it's available and other sources that you just don't get yeah so what are the stuff. kinds of books that you're bringing into our country because so, there's some rubbish out there oh yeah but you're bringing in good stuff so I'm not bringing it in actually I'm okay. printing it locally to get the prices down yes. so I negotiate good license deals and then I print it uh, partnership with Desiring God Crossway Nine Marks Des- um, Ligonier um, I sit on an international publishers forum that I well, hang on let's, let's just interpret some of what you've already said to the listeners like when they when you hear Ligonier that might not mean anything but R.C. Sproul yep. probably means quite a lot to a number of listeners mm. that have come into uh, contact with his theological excellencies. Mm. Uh, did you mention Desiring God? Yep. Uh, Desiring John God is John Piper. Yep. Uh, many people would have heard his preaching um, awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Um, nine marks would be Mark, Mark Dever. Dever. And yep. particularly with Mark, um, his emphasis would be on ecclesiology, yeah. w- which is the theology of the local church. Yeah. Um, yeah. s- anybody else that you want to add to the stable? Uh, TGC, um, so the Gospel Coalition, yes. the the Global Famine Relief specifically. And we've benefited, by the way, as a church. So, I mean, because of our connection, mm-hmm. uh, you've, All about sent, connections. you've sent boxes <laughs> of amazing books from TGC's Global Famine Relief mm-hmm. uh, to Crystal Park, which we've then been able to distribute both internally to our church and give to partners on the East Rand. Yeah. Um, uh, many times over and you've sent excellent material to us mm. and yeah thank you so much mm. for that oh, it's a pleasure appreciate yeah. it yeah and, and it's just the lord working paul washer heart cry yeah paul washer heart cry so we printing his study books on god man and christ at the moment we'll probably get that next week and and, and i gotta tell you paul washer has had a profound influence in so many people's oh, lives yeah. Yeah. that that arrive at Crystal Park. Yeah. So so often guys will be in churches that are languishing in terms of gospel proclamation mm-hmm. or in terms of biblical leadership or in terms of uh, focus on true conversion, biblical discipline, what, whatever this might be. They know that something's wrong, but they can't quite put their finger on it. And then they discover often it'll be the most shocking message ever if you don't know what I'm talking about Google the most shocking message ever by Paul Washer um, and they will watch that and the scales will fall from their eyes yeah, um, yeah. because he's talking about you yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah. so that, that's that been a, a great uh, 
fellowship partnership if you want to call it um and uh, yeah 10 indictments of the ch- on the church mm. we're going to print soon and we've translated that into afrikaans as well uh, the gospel of jesus christ as well his little book on on the gospel so it's just trustworthy good resources to disciple other people and then we use those resources to to train pastors because our slogan is pretty much just if you change a pastor you change the church if you change the church you change the community and mm. um, so we're focusing purely on pastors so that they can change their their, their faith community which is membership so um, I didn't bring any books in with me today so I can't offer free books to listeners except for this you just mentioned 10 indictments of the church I have 20 printouts of 10 indictments of the church available abridged printouts of 10 indictments of the church so kind of like narrowed down to to the lowest common denominator but uh, but uh, but Paul Wash's 10 indictments of the church mm. I have it at Crystal Park Baptist Church if you're listening and you would like copies of that um, a bridge pamphlet uh, they are available for free distribution at Crystal Park Baptist Church uh, our church office is open Monday to Friday 9 until 4 either Tep or Pitzel my partner in crime extraordinaire who is sitting probably listening in right now um, or myself will be there we'd be more than welcome uh, to give anybody who pops around for a cup of coffee I'm only kidding you don't have to stay for coffee but we'd be more than happy to give uh, anybody that comes around mm. uh, a copy of 10 indictments uh, against the church yeah. okay so you were going to say yeah and then we we have a podcast imprint out loud that we discuss uh, good just christian life in a church with different speakers um, we've got a youtube channel uh, imprint that i work through the nine marks resources uh, because of lockdown i can't travel as much as i want to 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 train uh, but i work through these resources um uh, chapter by chapter so we've got the different topics on on the youtube channel uh, and then obviously our website imprint.org where you can get all these these books and videos and episodes etc so i have put the website imprint.org and the um the show notes mm-hmm. for today will also include your YouTube channel. Uh, I'll put them into the comments um, so Great. that people can find links uh, easy, even while we're talking. So um, during the next kind of like uh, segue, as you're discussing, I'll I'll be furiously typing away <laughs> and and adding Good. them to the the Facebook comments and um, just uh, comments from the outside world. Um, Justin does say that uh, we spoke about church. Uh, discipline the mm-hmm. week before <laughs> so thanks go. for that Justin um, and he's the second person that asks is there any way of re-listening to Table Talk um, we did post a telephone number out uh, on Facebook earlier um, I will put that into the comments of this morning's uh, show as well and I'll also drop a link to a website to a Crystal Park Baptist Church's website if you just search for Crystal Park Baptist Church space table talk um, I do try and collect all of the conversations that we've had um, in one central location I'll post that to the comments as well brother this morning we are talking about church membership Mm -hmm. church membership so I go to my Bible and I look for the section where in detail the Apostle Paul speaks about church membership or I go to the Apostle John and I look for the epistle that he wrote about Mm -hmm. church membership or I go to you know James or Peter and I look for the chapter where they deal with this and I 
feel as if I come up short. Yeah. I, I think even as we talk about church membership, we need to make a biblical case for it because mm. we want to be biblical, right? We we want to be Bible-based, Bible-focused. We want a solid foundation. And so, um, you know, even even as we get the conversation start, started, how do we make a biblical case for church membership? Yeah. So, shocking um there you would if you do a word search on membership you won't find the word membership in the bible so now you might think oh there you go crash radio show finished but uh, we need to just like the word trinity is not in the bible but there are descriptions there are scripture verses that talks about the 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 body or the the called out assembly the ecclesia um, in the Bible, so my first thing to or p- position uh, would be in in Genesis in the Garden of Eden. So God created a people for Himself to dwell with, and that's exactly that called out people. Um, as, and what what did they what did He say to them? Be fruitful and multiply. So that wasn't just biological. Um, it was to to procreate to make disciples. Uh, as as people grow into this dwelling with God, uh, calling out of God, so that would be the first picture of of membership, um, and you can even go as far as church discipline in Genesis, where he put them outside the garden, um, and I'm saying that because if you belong to, if you get put out, it means you belong to, right? So the membership there. Um, then also, and I know it's a bit of biblical theology here, but even Noah, he was called into the ark, right? So God said, you the man, I'm going to save you. You are my people, and I'm going to save you through through the waters, which is early baptism. Um, but um, So there's a called out people that, that dwells with God. Um, and then... You get the kingdoms, King David, you my chosen nation. I mean, the Exodus, God calls his people out of slavery into being into freedom to dwell with him in the wilderness. So that's kind of a biblical theology of through the Old Testament. Um, but then my favorite passage is Acts 2 uh, verses 5 and then 9 to 11, uh, the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit descended, where Peter preached and then it, this is a beautiful passage um, where people, they were cut to the heart. Mm. So they, they, they were converted, right? They were convicted of their sins and then they asked Peter, what should we do? Well, repent and believe and be baptized. And then it says in the text, uh, and their number were added to. So what were they added to? Uh, not a golf club, not a rugby club, not a cycling club. They were added to the church. Mm. That's when the first New, New Testament church started. Yes. Um, so I think that would be the, the key passage in the New Testament. Well, well, let, let's read that passage because, uh, I mean, I, I just, uh, that's a passage that, that really becomes central to the discussion yeah. uh, on church membership. You, you rightly said that they cried out in verse 37, Brothers, what shall we do? Verse mm-hmm. 38, Repent and be baptized, each one of you, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And then verse 41, you have this crescendo, the, mm-hmm. this, this resolution. Um, after the, the the climax of salvation and of Peter really declaring the gospel and calling them to salvation, you've got uh, the resolution of that that 
portion of narrative mm-hmm. um, in verse 41. So those who accepted his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 people were added to them. Yeah. And, and you have this this continuum that began on the day of Pentecost 2,000 years ago mm. and has continued even to today yeah. um, of, of people believing, people believing, being baptized and people being added, trying to keep it as bees. Believe, baptize, <laughs> be added. Yeah. Um, they, they believe. They came to faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Mm. Our, our churches, our local churches, need to be constituted <laughs> by those who have been converted, yeah. who are in the faith, who yeah. have put their faith, their personal faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Mm-hmm. Um, baptism being a rite of passage, identification with Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection, and I identification with the local church the the local church witnessing mm-hmm. that testimony of saving faith yeah. and then be added there's a natural progression here those who are saved are baptized and are added where did everything go wrong because it seems to me as if we have thousands of people mm-hmm. who claim the name of Christ in mm-hmm. our country in our land and yet aren't getting added to anything else other than the local gym or the yeah. local karate club or the local yeah. sailing club, um, but see no value or no compelling reason to associate themselves uh, formally mm. with the local church. Where did mm. things go wrong, Tommy? Because mm. it feels as if things are wrong, or is it just me? No, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think to use John Piper, um, that whole desiring God, I mean, I, I think that's where the problem is. They desire other things more than they desire the body of Christ. Um, I'm, I'm referring to 1 Corinthians 10, where, where he says in verse 17, because there is one bread, we who are many are one body. Yes. So again, it, it's Christ's body. He's the bread of life. Mm. That if you belong to him, you belong to a another body, yes. which is the church. Yes. So the whole thing of... Where, through baptism where one becomes part of many mm. and then the Lord's Supper where you celebrate the gospel mm. where is where many becomes part of one who is Christ mm. right and I think there's the the, the glitch in the system mm. where it's like they don't understand that if you belong to Christ you should belong to to a body his body the bride so if you marry to Christ you need to be married to his bride so so the argument that I hear is, but I do belong to his body. Mm. I'm part of the universal church, yeah. and I just yeah. can't find a local church that you know looks like I think the universal church looks like. Mm. Um, but but often you have this competition between the bride, the universal church of God, and the local church, um, the local manifestation. Yeah. What is the universal church? What is a local church? Let's just distinguish between those two yeah. for a moment. That's very helpful. So, good question. The universal church is Balgam Bible Church in India mm. that I planted with a brother. That's a church. The universal church is also Crystal Park, Brackness Baptist, Capitol Hill in America. So all those local churches makes up the universal church. Um, so part of the universal church would be individual churches. So universal church is made up by local churches. 
That's so the, the distinction. So the universal church, all people throughout all time in yep. every place who profess the name of Christ, but the local churches being the physical manifestation of that body of believers. Yeah. Um, why is it that people who hear the name of Christ respond to the gospel aren't automatically placed into local churches why is it that we we seem to have a whole lot of lone rangers mm. um, around at the moment mm. I, I'm kind of pressing the question because because I find it I, I find the answers dissatisfying I find them a little bit scary and I can see the problems that this is causing yeah yeah and and I, I think it it's over years that the the teachings of the true biblical sense of membership, um, has been neglected of what is a body um, so how, what's the responsibility of believers to one another mm. I mean First John 4 is clear it's like you can't say you love God but hate your brother so there's a there's a connection there of how do we serve one another how do you how do you play out Jesus's love if you're all by yourself you need to be part of a body. I mean, First Corinthians 12, Romans 12, all talks about the gifts that are exercised in a body. It's the it's for the the upbuildment of the local church. Um, it's not just for your own sake. It's to minister to others. And I think that the outward focus um, has not been preached, has not been taught, has not been discipled down the generations. It was more of a individualistic kind of you're a believer you need to grow you need to go to heaven and it's all about yourself meanwhile it's actually no jesus sacrifice to come to earth to what to serve right uh, to lay down his life for the body um, and he told the disciples as well go therefore and make disciples um, so it is outward focus focus instead of inward focus and I think that's where the, the glitch in the system came that, oh, no, no, it's just about you and your relationship with Christ. Instead of, no, it's much more than that. I saw a conversation come in uh, through WhatsApp. I just couldn't see what the person's name was because I just had a telephone number. Um, uh, but the person asks uh, or or makes a statement regarding the word church and what that actually means mm. um, and the relationship between church and congregation where do we get the i mean wh what word because we know that, mm. you know the new testament wasn't written in english mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. um the new testament was written in greek um when we speak about and we're talking about ecclesiology mm. um the reason why we talk about ecclesiology is because the the word church really is a translation of a greek word mm -hmm. um what word is it translating and and what does that word really mean mm -hmm. when it comes mm -hmm. down to it because that might also be helpful um to emphasize the fact that we need to be connected to others yeah. so the word is ecclesia yeah um uh, it's a it's a gathering um but again gathering of what Mm. It's not a gathering of thoughts. It's a gathering of people. Mm. And if you go further, it, it, it talks about called out people. Mm. So God called you out of darkness into light or from death to life. But he called you into something to gather together. As Hebrews tells us, it's do not neglect the gathering of the saints. It's the same thing. It's the ecclesia, the called out people. Yes. Um, so you called into something. Um, that, and that's the basic meaning of of that word of of church so it's not the building it's the people the members of the body the local body 
You're telling me that church isn't a building. Mm. It is a people. Just flesh that out for two seconds because there might be folk that are out there going, well, that's totally different to what I thought. Well, yeah. wait, wait, you you saying it is people, not a building. Just mm. maybe explain that for a... So church, if you... Small letter C could be the, the building. But again, like I said, so the Bible continually uh, talks about uh, um, a, a called out people mm. the same as God called out Israel out of Egypt to the promised land so it was a people mm. um, and again do not neglect the gathering of the saints mm. so a building can't gather and in actual fact you you know you know quoting from Hebrews chapter 10, 10 verse yeah. 25 so, do yeah. not do not give up the gathering of the saints the word for gathering there isn't ecclesia which is what you what you might have expected sure. it's actually the synagogue yeah. um, in other words there, there's a specific place in a specific time in a specific um venue mm. that that the writer of Hebrews Let's call him Barnabas for lack of a better name. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we we don't know who wrote who wrote Hebrews, but sure. but uh, but but often we might refer to him as Barnabas. Um, but but he's really talking about about a gathering, a physical gathering. This, yeah. this isn't a spiritual gathering. He's saying, don't give up the gathering together. Yeah. Don't give up the synagoguing together. Yeah, uh, you need to be together. Yeah, and 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 what happened there? It wasn't just gathering. It was. The preaching of the word. So you need to gather for what? To hear the word preached, to hear the word prayed, to hear the word sung, to see the word manifested through the ordinances and through the spiritual growing of one another. Mm. And if you're on your own, you won't see that. You can't hear the word preached because you yes. have to preach to yourself. You can't see the growth in someone else. Yes. Um, which all the epistles are, are about it's written to a church it it's written to people you can't paul won't write a, a letter to a building he yeah. wrote it to a people right yes so it is a it's a gathering of a people together to hear the word preached sung read prayed and to see the word through either the ordinances lord's supper and baptism and the growth of of each other Ephesians like build one another up yes strive for the unity and the bond of peace yes. you can't have unity and bond of peace with a building right and maybe also because I'm not too sure that we've placed any emphasis or enough emphasis on it um, there are 52 one another's in the New Testament we are to love one another you mm. just said build one another up mm. we are to greet one another with a holy kiss we, we are to encourage one another um, there are 52 may, maybe even more one another's in the New Testament how on earth can you do that unless yeah. you are together with the one another's and yeah. who are the one another's they are those who are saved and those who are together mm. for the cause of Christ, a local church, a banner that we collect mm. around, and yeah. uh, under our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. So, so we've we've spoken a little bit about the distinction between the universal church and the local church. We, we've spoken about the the start of the local church, um, uh, the first local church, the 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 start of the church, full stop, on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter two. Mm. We've spoken about uh, you know some of the processes uh, that are involved in a. Re a regenerate local church that they believed they were baptized and then they were added 
Um, uh, when when it comes to church membership, mm. I, I think we've placed sufficient emphasis now on the the biblical mandate for church, and we have placed sufficient emphasis on the importance of church mm. from a biblical perspective. But Tommy, why? I mean, you know, why then? Do we find this emphasis of body ministry of mm. one another's of gifting of of uh, of putting our gifts into practice? Why all of this in the New Testament? Mm. To what purpose? What does God have in mind? Why is mm. why, why is it His intent mm. that I join a local church? Because quite frankly, local churches can be a little bit painful because people are sinners <laughs> and uh when they're my sandpaper people <laughs> and, yeah you know because they rub us the wrong way there's always friction in local mm. churches why go through all the effort of joining yeah. a church what is the advantage or or the glory how, how does this work yeah and that's a great question and just to quote a friend of mine he, he says that we're a um an ambassadors of christ so we we reflect who jesus is to the world out there and again Matthew 28 18 and onwards where Jesus said go therefore so as you are living life make disciples yes I think that's obviously other than the first priority of glorifying God and praise him forever and yes. enjoy him yes. as a community you I sound think like Papa <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have the action <laughs> yeah um, but yeah the the so that is to glorify God and enjoy him forever that that's the first and ultimate purpose of of the gathering yes um, but then second to that is to be obedient to the Great Commission is to reflect who Jesus is through the local body. So how we solve problems, how we exercise our faith, how we love one another. First John, my favorite book in the Bible, is how that's how we show people who Jesus is. We are acting as mirrors. So every church locally should show whichever local people around that church should show those um, who Jesus is. You know, Tommy, as you're talking and uh, as I'm thinking of that great commission that we're to go and make disciples, baptizing everyone in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching mm-hmm. them to observe all that, I'm, that I've commanded you, that's, that's Christ's commission to the church. And I, I think of discipleship. Mm-hmm. I mean, in reality, where is discipleship going to happen if not a local church? Yeah. Where is baptism going to happen mm-hmm. if not a local mm-hmm. church? A- and where is teaching of God's word going to happen mm-hmm. If not a local church, a, 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 a body of believers which comes together with the common cause of making Christ known and building yeah. up the saints that yeah. he might be glorified in their midst. Um, and here's something to think about. Yeah. Just to, again, affirm the whole teaching of the Bible of membership is or church gathering. Everybody believes in that. Well, not everybody, but all believers, I hope, believes in the gospel, right? Yeah. And this great commission of making disciples. Well, maybe, maybe just to underline and make it absolutely clear, every believer believes in the gospel. <laughs> Not every Christian, but every believer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've lately started changing my language. <laughs> in there. But that that when you evangelize, when you want someone to be saved, yes, because they're going to hell, right? You you love that person, you want them to be saved, mm. so you you tell them the gospel. Where do you show them to? Believe. You know what? Come to church with me, right? Mm. And and hear the word preached even further. Mm. Be part of this community of faith. Mm. Uh, if someone has a has a difficult marriage or uh, an addiction, or w- where do you refer them to? 
I hope the church. But again, if you argue, no, it's just me, single believer in the wilderness, just trotting together. Uh, what? Where do you show them to? Yes. For that help, for that counsel, for the growing in them in their baby walk with the Lord. I do want to say hi to Pindiwe who is uh, watching online. It's good to have you with us, sister. We are friends talking about church membership. Up until now, we've really been talking about. Um, making a biblical case for church membership we've been speaking about 1 Corinthians chapter 10 we've spoken about Acts chapter 2 um, and a number of other texts um, I'm sure after the break when we come back together um, our our focus is going to be then well what does church membership look like day to day how do we add people mm-hmm. to the local church um, what is the function of church members what do they do in the local church um, what is the the responsibilities of church membership. I'd be interested to hear um, your experiences of church membership. Um, I'd be experienced. I'd be interested to hear where you are, church member. And if you're not a church member, why not? Um, <laughs> what, what what is holding you back? What what questions do you still have unanswered uh, that you are either curious about or you need answered um, before you are able to commit to a local gathering? Of saints, I, I see it's uh, just a few minutes before the hour. We are going to go to a break, uh, a music break. We will be listening to Dar Es Net Ian by Annalise. For the second chapter, the second part of our show today, uh, I always enjoy Fridays. I love interacting with you. I love interacting with guests. Today I have Tommy van der Volt from Imprint uh, with me. Tommy is passionate about strengthening um, local churches and seeing the kingdom grow and the theological water table rise. And he does that by providing great resources into sub-Saharan Africa from stables such as Desiring God and Nine Marks and Heart Cry and Ligonier. Um, he really does great work. I've been blessed by him uh, multiple times over at Crystal Park Baptist Church and very grateful for your partnership in the gospel, Tommy. Uh, this morning, Tommy is talking about uh, about church membership we spoke we spent the first part of the show really just making a biblical case for church membership and talking about some of the distinctions between the universal church and the local church and some of the things uh, some of the reasons why church membership is so important um we're going to spend the second half of the show talking about some of the practicalities uh, around church membership i want to start by by just reading a uh, comment a question that penny has sent in via facebook and and Penny, thank you so much um, for your interactions each week. Really appreciate them. Great question. It's actually where we wanted to go with the show. So this makes a great lead out uh, to the second part of the show. She says, I'm presently attending membership classes at Calvary Baptist in Pretoria. I know those guys and enjoying them. I'm very happy to become a member and hear what you're both saying. My question is this. Why formalize the process? Is this also perhaps that one then has some say or input into decision making and voting, etc. Uh, etc. Uh, love your programs, Mark. Thank you so much, Penny. I uh, really enjoy uh, your interactions again. Um, but but maybe Tommy, let's start to talk about the process of church mm. membership. For a start, why formalize it? I mean, I, I thought Christianity was relational. You know, by formalizing it and having these membership classes and stuff, uh, aren't we kind of like making it uh, uh, a little bit religious? Mm-hmm. 
Very good question. Huge topic to discuss. Um, thanks, Penny, for, for that uh, great question. Um, so if you, my wife always blames me uh, speaking in analogies, but I think it's the best way to do things. So if you if you look at marriage or the body, so let's go with the body first, you get flesh, you get organs, you get meat, but you also get bones, right? So structures. Uh, even with, with marriage, so there's, um, I would hope that men and women treat each other differently than they would treat their marriage, marriage partner. So I treat my wife different than I would treat your wife, Mark. Um, it's just a different relationship. Oh, yes. Yeah. But be, it's because of structure, right? Sure. It's because you signed a piece of paper on the day of your wedding, a wedding covenant or a wedding promise or a legal document with a state saying that she belongs to you and you belong to her. Um, so there are bones, mm. but there's also fleshy kind of nice things, privileges, if you want to call it that way, like procreation you have a family there's someone special in your life someone that you can share stuff with now i think that that is the two things the structures of making it formal church membership the bony stuff which as we started off a lot of people they they kind of throw that out because oh that makes me commit to something mm. and i feel oh claustrophobic then mm. but it's necessary and I'll answer that now but then there's also the meaty stuff which mm. is wonderful we get together we look after one another yep. we love one another but you can't have a a bag of muscle you mm. need structure to it right sure. you need you need the listen here we we have leadership we are all coming together at 9 or 9.30 or whenever you get together there's there's some structure to this yes uh, we, so, we believe in this structure structure in relationship I'm just thinking of passages regarding marriage you mm -hmm. would have Jesus saying what God has joined together let not man separate that Amen. would be structure yeah. and then relationship you have Peter saying husbands live with your wives with understanding, understanding. Um, yeah. and so you've got this relational nature well so too in the Christian life what you're saying is we're to have structure and we to have relationship and these two things work together together yeah the church is an organized organism Amen. it is organized and it is yeah. an organism it's it's a living vibrant organism but it's an organism which is organized ordered yeah, yeah. it's not like an amoeba you know it doesn't exactly. it doesn't just kind of like blob around no, no. <laughs> and you can go, trace that back to the creation ordinance god created as he spoke this day he created this next day he created this next day so there was structure in this whole and that sets the base for for all of christianity even even thinking of paul's words i'm fairly certain it's in 1 corinthians chapter 12 but i've been wrong before where he says we are each members yeah. of a body Correct. um you know we, we 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 are each members and and by members there he's talking about you know i'm a pinky and yeah. you are an arm yeah. um but we together come we come together into this organized structure which is a body yeah. um, and that is a great metaphor yeah. um, for the local church so why structure to yeah. go further and deeper to Penny's question which I appreciate um, is that there, there are certain things that happens in a church God instructed things happening in a church that needs these structures for safety for holiness for purity um, is like 
the Ephesians passage where he sings psalms and hymns to one another. Okay, who decides on those songs and hymns? So there's a structure there. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so also, First Corinthians 5. Here's a man sleeping with his mother, right? Paul writes and he says, when you gather, get rid of this guy. Hey man, this is like the most horrific sexual immorality you could possibly imagine. And Paul says, well, you don't just get to treat the body like an amoeba, like it doesn't matter. Correct. No, there needs to be some structure here. Exactly. So First Corinthians 5, as you gather, get rid of this guy because it harms the, the gospel. Um, I think it's verse 7. He says, Jesus died. He was the sacrificial lamb. Yes. And you can't have this because it confuses the people inside the church yes. and outside the church. So get rid of him. But if there's no formalized structure, he wouldn't have belonged to the church. And the church won't have authority to put him out of the church. Mm, mm. Hence, structure. Listen here, you've committed to this. And I know this is a whole discussion me and you've been having over the years about mm. signing a covenant. Mm. But you've committed to this local Do you really body. want to have this conversation in public <laughs> right now? Because I'm good to go, brother. I'm good to go. Save it for another episode. <laughs> but but there's, there's structure to say, guy, you placed yourself under the authority of this local church. Yes. And I'm using those words specifically, not under the leadership, under the church. Matthew 16, the church has the keys of the kingdom. Mm. Um, so you guys need to exercise those keys, but you can't exercise it if you don't belong to something. You can't be put out if you haven't been put in. <laughs> so there's, there's hey, structure. You can, you can actually repeat that because that is quotable you can't be put out of the you local church if you I'm haven't been put else. in to the local church <laughs> no, i mean that's but, brilliant but it goes back to the garden of eden you, you adam and eve were put into a garden and then they were put out noah was put into the ark to be saved and then he was put out when when it was safe again and and maybe just to point out that that structure is ultimately to glorify God and it's for Amen. our good. Second Corinthians chapter two verse six talks about the same man in all likelihood in Correct. terms of the interpretation, um, and it says that the the punishment of the majority is sufficient for that yeah. person. And it's actually at that stage talking about some kind of uh, reconciliation. Um, but again, it's talking about the majority. It's talking about some kind of church decision that's been made yeah. where the majority will of the church mm -hmm. uh, has been acted on. And mm. it has ultimately ended up that sin has been renounced. It's mm -hmm. been repented of. And now there's restoration. And restoration can happen. To something. To the church, right? So, so I, I'm, let me just kind of give you an idea, um, Penny, because we're talking about structure, but I, I don't just want to talk about structure. I also want to talk about that relationship. Mm. Um, Tepo has had a, a, a really great impact at Crystal Park Baptist Church, along with other elders uh, in the church. Uh, Warren, I think of particularly, where over time we've changed our structured approach toward the membership process mm. and, in ad and added a number of relational components, which we might have seen sometimes at Capitol Hill Baptist Church or, or read in books. Um, but really, the way that people come into the church now is they, they 
they put up their hand they say i'm i'm interested in church membership they then meet with the elders and the mm-hmm. elders interview them um and discern whether or not they have actually put their own personal faith and trust in jesus christ as their lord and their savior mm-hmm. if they have we then bring those names to the church um, mm-hmm. last week uh, we put up photographs of potential mm-hmm. members and said that the following you know five or six people are interested in coming into membership of the church would the church start to get to know these people so that when it comes down to a vote of the majority mm. the church actually knows who they are voting for that they've also exercised their responsibilities in terms of turning those keys yeah. and giving approval or the stamp of approval to these people's profession of faith the next step becomes very relational we used to have membership classes and i think that membership classes are a valid way of transferring information and assimilating people into a local church mm. but now what we do is we we actually um, attach each person who wants to come into membership in the church with one other individual and we learned that from Brackenhurst Baptist Church sorry I just kicked you under the table but I think it was a bit too hard <laughs> we, we learned that from Brackenhurst Baptist Church yeah. and so um, each individual that comes into the church starts to meet with somebody who's already in the church so that mm. discipleship is happening and mm. so that relational connectivity is happening and so um, as I say I think we've got about six members coming in to membership at the end of this month they have met one on one with somebody who's taken them through our membership material that includes like you know the distinctives that we hold to as a mm. church um, uh, the common uh, grounds that we hold to our statement of belief um, uh, it, it includes a whole lot of information about the church, but the intention is that that thing gets transferred to them in a discipleship relationship. And so uh, at the end, in a in a church meeting, in a congregational meeting, when the church has been asked um, to recognize the membership of these new folk, um, they, they A, know who they are voting in, and B, it is the name of somebody in the church uh, who is almost sponsoring them and saying, I've met with this person. I, I know that they know uh, enough to come into our midst and become a vibrant part of our community, a, a, a part of our body. You know, mm. we know that they're a toe or a nose or an ear or <laughs> whatever other part of the body yeah. so that they can start to serve in our midst. Yeah, yeah. And that that's helpful to to, again... What what is a church? A church is its members, and what are they there for? Is to reflect who Jesus is. So you need to make sure that whoever you allow in the church would walk in the same direction as you, uh, reflect the true Christ as you do. Um, so those structures are important. Like you said, you meet up with the elders or for a members interview, and that's not to to just it's not like a job but it's to really make sure that you do allow people in the body mm. that is actually part of the body as we said first corinthians 10 i mean i won't allow anything into my body that's going to destroy the body mm. right i'm not going to start spraying doom in my eyes or drink pesticides there we've got enough of those crazy guys out there no doom whole, no pesticides it's a whole topic <laughs> on a different day <laughs> yeah, no. but i'm not going to allow that into my body because it, it doesn't form part of my body yes but the nachi i ate this morning or the avo i ate this morning i know it's going to fill me and benefit my body it's going to form part of my body all the nutrients or whatever else and that's exactly membership here goes my analogy but <laughs> It it, it it works together for God's glory. But if you allow cancer in, it's going to destroy the body. 
couple of guys on the outside wanting to join the conversation. Thank you to Vusi for getting us up and running, brother. Uh, Justin B says that he is busy growing even as he is listening in. Marco Geldenes asks a question. Tommy just mentioned that the church is not a building but a people. And with this in mind, why ain't we gathering in homes and smaller groups like the New Testament times? Sometimes, yes, big groups of people came together to listen. But where or when did the modern venue of church buildings start that's a that's a really good question marco i i do think that we can talk about that um under uh, the topic that we're uh, interacting with uh, justin also says i really uh, need to share a download of today's show with a couple of christian friends who are such strong believers that they but they just won't go to church um uh, and one of them is just a theologist um yeah I, I, just this idea of people with uh, very big heads full of information um, and yet short on practice uh, I, I see a lot of this around um, and and it's and it is it's it's hurtful long-time listener Glenn Williams also says many people don't want to become members of a church because they have an expectation that the church needs to be perfect and until mm-hmm. they find that church good luck as you look for that they yeah. don't pursue membership yeah. but there's no such thing as a perfect church only churches being perfected I like the present participle yeah. there brother um, that's excellent Glenn a long-time listener and a, a teacher and trainer at Makanyo Theological College. Always enjoy interacting with him. And just to add to that is I think a lot of people do not want to become part of a church because of uh, kicking against authority. So that whole Hebrews 13 passage of submit to your leaders. Mm. People hate authority, so they don't want to submit to the body yes. or the elders over the body. So they don't want to become part of the body, which and, is just disobedience. And just and just to be clear, now we're talking of structure. We're talking about how this body is constituted. Mm. Jesus Christ, of course, is the living head. Mm-hmm. If we're not connected to the head, <laughs> we're dead. Uh, you chop off anyone's head, they, they don't get yeah. to keep on uh, interacting. Um, but Christ himself has appointed under shepherds and mm. um, those who serve his people and our responsibility and in interactions with them is the church is accountable to the leaders mm-hmm. uh, sorry the church the leaders are accountable, accountable to, to the church but the leaders lead the people they yeah. they are given responsibility under Christ to lead God's people and that's part of the way that God has structured this um, more questions are flowing in I, I do want us to um, just talk to Marco's question regarding smaller gatherings and also kind of like you know when did we start building these buildings and mm. is there something wrong with the buildings themselves um maybe i, I i'll you just ask you tommy yeah. um any, anything to say on that yeah i mean lots to say about it i think it can be a danger buildings because it's traditional um that if you i mean i worked with that in india and even i mean whole of whole of the world if you don't have a building together people are not going to come mm. um, which is a problem but buildings are good I mean they give shelter you can hang up your speakers to get the voice out there um, it does give a sense of ownership of this is where we gather as a church so it could be good uh, all things could be, can be good or bad Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think it's historical 
Well, and also biblical. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm just thinking of uh, of Mark, Portico, the so- Solomon's Colonnade, yeah. yeah. Um, the early church, the very first church, mm-hmm. met together in a massive building. I mean, yeah. the Temple Mount. I've I've walked on it. It is huge. Yeah. Um, and it was a huge church. I mean, we're talking about what twenty thousand people by the time you get to around Acts chapter five. Yeah. Um, and then beyond just the temple, um, when I think of the Hall of Tyrannus, which I th- I'm fairly certain was in Ephesus, mm-hmm. um, that was a rented hall because the church they needed a place where they could functionally meet and yeah. be together. Also, I, I do think that when we talk about meeting from house to house, you are right, Marco. We should be meeting from house to house. There needs to be fellowship. We're a mm. community. I, I mean, you would meet with your family if they were in the same city. I, I'd love to meet with my family. Um, they're all the way down in Port Elizabeth. I know like some of the, the best moments of my year are when my parents come up to Gauteng or when I get to go down and we get to spend time together. Mm. Well, it's the same with our church family. We, you know, if we have the opportunity to meet from house to house, mm. Have Bible study together, break bread together. I mean, that's what part of being a community is. But maybe just to emphasize that some of the houses that housed churches uh, in the New Testament were really large. Mm. I, I think of the the house on the day of Pentecost where they were meeting uh, in an upper room. That was housing 120 mm. saints that yeah. had gathered together to pray. Um, that's a large room. In fact, I mean, just in terms of the average size of a South African church, that probably counts as as a large church by South African standards. Yeah. Um, and so just because we read that they were meeting from house to house doesn't necessarily mean that there were smaller groups yeah. than what we are used to. Uh, and ish- yeah, and again, just to go further with that question, maybe we can stall it here, but um, if the, if a church is this, that big, just imagine all the giftings within that body yeah. or how much you can give towards missions or Bible translation or whatever it is. It's not necessarily the Bible instructing us, like you said, oh, only five people, only in your living room. Or No, it's, it's the Lord works and he wants to add to a body as many as he could mm. for his glory and for the extent, extension of his kingdom. Would you say that the New Testament doesn't really make a case for big church or small church, but it definitely makes a case for healthy church? Absolutely. Healthy church. And And more often than not, and a belonging church, a yeah. healthy belonging church. More often than not, a healthy church is a growing church, yeah. both spiritually in terms of its depth, but also numerically yeah. in, in terms of its growth. Because, yeah. you know, there's something incredibly attractive about a healthy community yeah. of believers. Yeah. It's just it's just a beautiful thing to behold. Yeah. And and just maybe go from there to the other question um, that, that the listener shared about. He wants to share it with his friends that's not going to church. We must just realize that the Lord Jesus Christ instituted the church to belong to something. Why? For his glory, for the extension of ki- his kingdom, to reflect Jesus. But also it's like a foretaste of heaven, brother. Sure. We... We, we, draw, we draw, are, that, draw that out a bit. That's, so even the Lord's Supper, which is a great passion of mine, we can talk about that at another episode. But it's to, to, to feed on the little morsels until we can feed on the banquet one day. Mm. Uh, it's to fellowship with a believer singing glory to God yes. now in my croaky crow voice. The, there's, there's this song. Um, it's written by a guy called Justin. It's a relatively new song. Eber. 
No, not Justin Bieber. <laughs> Bro, what's the matter with you? <laughs> um, it's, oh, man, uh, Justin Peterson. Oh, yes. Oh, man. And, and, it, and it basically asks the question, do you feel the world is broken? Yeah. And the the church responds, I do. Mm. And, and the song builds up until eventually it presents Jesus Christ yeah. as the lion of the tribe of Judah. I actually have a frog in my throat even just thinking mm. about singing that song mm. together with the people of Crystal mm. Park Baptist Church. I love it because honestly I I feel swept up into kind of like the realms of glory as I'm praising God together with these saints and brother that's just a foreshadowing so if you don't want to join the church you're missing out you're missing out big time big time Uh, Ishwa asks a brilliant question Ishwa uh, you've been commenting for the last couple of weeks Uh, really great to have you um, with us on the show and thanks for your interactions he says hi sorry I've just switched my radio on Tell me what qualifies one to become a member. What an excellent question. Uh, And then he gives a couple of examples. If you're not a member, are you still allowed to be fellowshipping in the church? Um, That's a second question well worth Mm -hmm. uh, conversing on in terms of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And what if I'm a born-again Christian yet don't fully accept all your teachings? For example, once saved, always saved, or uh, perhaps the doctrine of election. Uh, Ishwar? Great questions, Tommy. Questions, yeah. Yeah, for, for a start, what qualifies one to be a member of a local church? Just first of all, that song is uh, Andrew Peterson. Oh, is it Andrew Peterson, not yes. Justin Peterson? Or yeah. Justin Bieber, it's neither of those two. It is Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Peterson. Peterson. Great song, yes. First question. And what's the title? I don't know. Okay, great stuff. Let's talk. Uh, what was the first question? <laughs> the first question is, what qualifies one to be a member of a local church? No one qualifies. Cool. Okay. Flesh that answer. out. Flesh that out a bit. So, better. no one qualifies. the The qualification of membership, as we said, is you identify with Christ. So, the gospel is the qualification. So, being saved, being a believer, being in the body of Christ. First Corinthians ten again. That's the qualifications. If you belong to the body of Christ, you belong to the bride of Christ. Mm. That is the first and only qualification for membership is that you are a representative of the kingdom of God. Okay, so um, you know, I'm a Baptist. I go to an Anglican church. I might sneak in the back door. They might let me into membership. But if <laughs> you're an Anglican and you've been baptized as a kid and you come to a Baptist church, we're going to go, well, hang on. Yes, being a believer is a qualification for getting into membership of the church. Yep. But we've got a couple of other things that we want you to uh, sign up to. Um, yep. What are some of the other things? So I think that, that those are part of what we discussed earlier, just those, those structural um, elements of membership um, that that some churches have in line to join a church. If you're a Baptist, it means you need to be baptized into membership. You need to be baptized professing, a professing believer. That and maybe just to point out, even the Anglicans believe that you have to be baptized Correct. to be a member. They even, just, even they the just Presbyterians. The, they just change the date in terms of when that can happen. Presbyterians, the same thing. Uh, they focus on confirmation. Yes. Um, so they different denominations, different um, churches, healthy churches have different criteria of that. Um, and that's why I focus purely on the gospel aspect. 
Yes. Um, and like you said, some people differ um, on timelines. I've got my convictions as a Baptist. And maybe just to be clear, you, you would read Acts chapter 2, verse 41, and you would say, believe, be baptized, be added. And correct. that needs to be the order. That's what we see in the rest of the book of Acts. That's it. Um, and so, I mean, you can you can quite honestly say that's what I'll hold to. But correct. just recognize that 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 not everybody holds to that exact same yeah. model that's in the kingdom. And I've got dear brothers that disagrees with me on baptism. And they can be wrong. We can still have <laughs> okay. them. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Ishko asked quite a few questions there and I just want to just briefly mention the others. Um, are you still allowed to fellowship with a local church even if you're not a member? Yes. So okay. if I'd, I'd traveled down to Durban a couple of weeks ago and I fellowshiped with Grant Retief, Reach, uh, SA church I fellowship yeah, bingo. there Bingo Those would be Good reformed yeah. Evangelical Anglican church yep. uh, In South Africa And he had a solid sermon We fellowshiped afterwards He's a dear friend of mine um, Yeah Absolutely But I don't hey, belong is, to his church Is Grant Retief Related to the other Retiefs yep. um, I think it was Frank Frank and Retief in Cape yes. Town Yeah it's yeah. his father Okay his father. What a small world Yeah Okay yeah. So I fellowshiped with him um, next time I'm down there, I'll I'll meet up with him and fellowship with his church. What I about, send resources to them. What um, about the guy that comes and checks you out in 2017 and is still checking you out two years later? <laughs> what, what what would you say to a person like that? Well, I'll I'll have this whole conversation that we've been having in the last hour and a half with him, yes. just saying you need to belong somewhere. Um, anyone wants a family, right? Um, you've adopted, I've adopted. Yes. Uh, we've gave we gave those children a family to belong to. Yes. It's not just they're not just wandering around in the wilderness. Yes. Uh, believers should belong somewhere. God called them out of something into something. You can't just be. You can fellowship at a local church. What about ministering in that local church? Does that require membership, or can you kind of be a perpetual visitor and and yet still be involved in ministry? Where would you draw the line? Yeah, see, I th I think that's part of the the structure that we at Breckners have. Mm. If you're not a member, you can't serve. Mm. There are privileges and responsibilities yes. uh, that comes with membership. I think that's helpful. Um, that that if you we don't know who you are. Um, even if we know you in name, we don't know exactly what you believe. Um, so if we're going to put you into the the leading of Bible studies, what are you going to teach my members? Are you not sitting under our regular teaching of the word? Or So what are you going to teach? What do you believe? Um, even as simple as leading worship. So who are you? I don't know who you are. Where are you, where are you going to take me? If you're going to lead us in prayer, what are you going to pray? I don't know you. I, I, and I'm just thinking of, of Ishwa's question regarding people fellowshipping with mm. the local church. Uh, Ishwa, m maybe to say, uh, when you open the book of 1 Corinthians and you turn to chapter 14, mm -hmm. uh, it seems to me that the Apostle Paul, while he's talking about tongues and mm. that you know you need to do everything in order but the the reason why you are to do everything in order is specifically because there might be visitors in your midst and so uh, i think there's definitely um in, not even indications but examples in scripture mm. of unbelievers even so not even 
believers but unbelievers um, being in church services mm. checking out what's going on and mm. Paul saying everything needs to be done for the edification um, of the church of of the church the and, called out and community but, but don't forget about the unbeliever that might yeah. be in your midst checking things out yeah. um, uh, Ishwa's, Ishwa's question um, also included a component um, toward the end of doctrine, um, of doctrine. Do your members at uh, Brackenhurst Baptist Church need to subscribe to the Confession of Faith of Sola Five? Um, yes, um, but more so the Statement of Faith of Brackenhurst Baptist Church. Ah, okay. So you have a Statement of Faith and a Confession of Faith. Yeah. Confession of Faith being what the elders teach. Yeah. Statement of Belief being what the members hold to. Yeah. Very similar yeah. to Crystal Park Baptist Church. So we're yeah. in the process of adopting... Um, a new statement of belief which Mm. is slightly more comprehensive than the one that we had previously Mm -hmm. and that statement of belief is relatively broad Um, so Ishwa asks questions about uh, one saved always saved and the doctrine of election Mm. that's not in the statement of belief Uh, in in reality we want to make sure that believers Mm. are attaching themselves to the local church um, that they have an understanding of baptism because that is a distinctive that our church holds to um, that they believe that Jesus is the the Christ, the Son of God, that mm-hmm. he laid down his life as a substitute um, for sinners, that he rose physically from the grave on the third day, that he ascended into heaven and is going to come again to judge the living and the mm-hmm. dead. We do want to make sure that they have an understanding of the Holy Spirit, the person yeah. and the work of the Holy Spirit, of God the Father, of the ordinances, believers virgin baptism, birth. virgin birth, mir- the miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, our statement of belief contains uh, information about marriage Mm -hmm. and what marriage looks like, the relationship of church and state, um, as well as um, I think complementarianism is built in there because mm. that would be um, a functional distinctive of mm. our church. Eschatology? Um, but, it, but it doesn't contain, you know, you need to be a premillennial yeah. dispensationalist Correct. that, uh, you know, or a mid-tribulationist, a yeah. preterist, or, you know, some of the other, like, nuanced doctrines, yeah. um, uh, secondary issues in terms yeah. of doctrinal triage. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, believers... Baptized believers would be would be free not only to fellowship with us but mm. to join to join the work. Mm. And maybe one way to answer him is, and it's not a direct way, so apologies for that. But it's fine if you join a church if you don't hold to all of their criteria or their doctrines. But prudence, for prudence' sake, for wisdom's sake, you're gonna be limited in the way you worship maybe in the way you minister in the way you grow in your own spiritual walk or being frustrated to be quite honest mm. if you don't if the pastor teacher teaches on a, some topic or some scripture verse which you have a different interpretation on it's going to frustrate you um, and that might just be wise then to, to be in a church that that you agree with everything they teach so at Crystal Park as well as at Brackenhurst Mm -hmm. not only do we have the statement of belief which is the lowest common denominator that all the members are bound together theologically speaking but we also have a confession of faith um, which is a much weightier document um, which really drills down to um, very very nuanced theologies that is commonly held by all the elders and it mm. and it really serves the as the body of teaching that the elders will consistently mm. teach mm. Um, from the pulpit in the church and that would include things like the doctrines of grace yeah. um, 
total depravity and yeah. unconditional election and limited atonement and mm. irresistible grace and perseverance of the saints and some of the questions that you had in your um, in your comment, Ishwa. Thanks very much for that. Glenn Williams makes the point that when people ask if they need to go to church to be a Christian, it's like asking, does one have to live with one's spouse to be married? Mm. And the answer is self-evident, like yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, Stephen, yeah, who do you identify with? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Stephen Lear asks via Facebook, Mark and Tommy, it's great to see you, Tommy. Great subject, <laughs> Stephen Lear, Michael's uh, father and Eddie's brother uh, Stephen when you say Michael's father is that uh, Michael Lear's father yeah. what a great guy out yeah. at Springs Baptist Church Best really good friend ministry, yeah. really good friend with me and uh, and I love that man you've got a, you've got a great son uh, Stephen um, and uh, and just a couple of other uh, comments coming in from uh, Mark van der Berg and a couple of other folk thank you guys so much for your comments when we are talking about members, mm. you actually you raised it about five or ten minutes ago, and we were in the middle of answering questions. But but I, I'd like us to go back there. Membership in a local church comes with rights mm -hmm. and responsibilities. Mm -hmm. It comes with, uh, I think you you didn't use the word rights, privileges, privileges mm. and responsibilities. What are some of the privileges and some of the responsibilities that members of a local church have mm. um, by the fact of their membership? So by default, um, if you are in need, you'll first look to the body, right? So if a single mom needs counseling, because um, her, her son is acting up, she'll call on the elders. And as an elder, I would minister to her son first before I minister to Joe Soap that I have no idea who he is. So there's a privilege of family that you will be taken care of. Um, our, our ministry, uh, mercy ministry starts mm. in the church first. Yeah. If my brother that I know, John, is starving, Mm. I'm going to give him all my food instead of a guy that rings my bell, which I would also minister to. I need to clarify that. Mm. But my, my first point of you're going to minister to your wife first mm. before you minister to Etienne's wife. I mean, so many passages of scripture are going through my head. James chapter 5, 1 yeah. Timothy chapter 5, do good to all men, especially the household of faith. Galatians exactly. chapter 6, there's, there's plenty of biblical E uh, evidence and supporting texts to yeah. affirm what you've just said yeah. M maybe to say because um, the word parish I, I heard it this morning um, and I, I often hear of this kind of like parish model um, but really uh, when we have leaders of a local church they have been entrusted the care of the members of that local yeah. church Christ yeah. has given them particular sheep which are in a particular fold mm -hmm. um, whom they oversee. And now they're going to give an account of that. So they're going to give sure an account. That you yes. grow. One, 1 Peter chapter 5 gives mm -hmm. a, a great example of what these leaders look like and what the yeah. relationship of the sheep to these under shepherds are. I mean, the, the truth is that we do not shepherd the whole suburb. Um, it's one of the reasons I, I can remember when I came to Crystal Park Baptist Church, one of the, the dear old ladies said um, uh, when we were putting up a new signboard, um, we must put Pastor Mark and my cell phone number on the signboard. And I said, as nice as that might sound, <laughs> it's not a good idea yeah. because then you become the de facto pastor of a, a suburb. Area counselor. A, an area counselor. When, yeah. in, when in actual fact... I, I've been 
put as an overseer of people who have been entrusted to my care by Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. My first responsibility is to them. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean, I mean, the community police forum meets at our church, yeah, right? Sure. And so I have great relationships with a number of guys that, that are first, first responders. When they go out and they phone and they say, Mark, there's, there's been an accident or Mark, there's a problem. Yeah. Could you please come out and, and pray for these folk? Yeah. Uh, they, they really desperately need help. That doesn't mean I'm not going to go. I mean, of exactly. course I'm going to go. But but the, the, the responsibility to go and the motivation for going is different. Yeah, yeah. And and it's a bit of a rabbit trail here, but um, that hints the another reason for membership for the elders for any pastor that's listening wouldn't you like to know who you're going to give an account to god for yeah well i didn't know that guy well he was part of your church well i didn't know <laughs> joshua yes well well if he's a member you know exactly yes these are the people that i'm praying for that i'm ministering to i've got a responsibility towards them and that adds to the privileges yeah i know exactly my pastor is praying for me you know all the words which the bible uses to describe the leaders of the church and i'm thinking of the three words the overseer mm. or biskopos where mm. we get the english word bishop from yeah the elder the presbyteros mm. where you get the word presbyterian from mm. um as well as the pastor overseer. Um, the, the, the 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 shepherd of the church yeah. all three of those words really talk to a person who's connected to a to a community uh, uh, an overseer knows what he is overseeing exactly. it's like uh, he 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 knows the organization that he's managing the the elder is an it, it, the word comes from an elder of a community he's in, a wise man right he yeah, goes he's, he's some a wise people man, go to him but he's recognized in the community yeah. that he is demonstrating that wisdom in yeah. but then very particularly the shepherd i mean that shepherd metaphor is all over scripture right from the old testament I think mm. of Psalm 23, mm. the Lord is my shepherd, uh, the book of Ezekiel, um, all the way into the New Testament this week. I was looking at John chapter 5 and John chapter mm. 10. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Yeah. The, the reality is pastors know their sheep yeah. and sheep know their pastors. Um, this happens in the context of community. Yeah. When for we, who's good for the sheep, right? For he the leads them to green pastures, yes. Psalm 23, and to, to fresh waters. So for it's the, for their benefit. For the sheep's good and for God's glory. Yeah. Brother, what are some of the other privileges and responsibilities of local Fel church fellowship. membership? So um, just the fellowship of, of saints, uh, washing each other with a word, um, helping one another. Um, it gives a structure to, to a believer's life. Um, so it, it helps people that are struggling with, let's say, a prayer life. Um, brother, can you pray with me or for me? It helps to, to sanctify, it's a big word, but to become holy. So if I see Mark's sin, hey, brother, you are you are being drawn away from Christ in, in the relationship with him. Why don't you just stop what you're doing? Stop beating your wife or getting drunk or whatever it is. Let me, let me walk alongside you. But if you're not part of a body, nobody's going to recognize that in your life. And you, you're just going to go on with that life. So it's a beneficial mode of helping one another grow in your holiness mm. so that that's a that's a something that we don't see in the in the let's say the western mindset which we have adopted in south africa which is a very individualistic mindset mm. we don't see that kind of accountability happening in the world mm. i mean i mm. hear noises next door in my neighbor's house 
maybe at push I phone the police, but my level of involvement is seriously low. And mm. and and I'm 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 talking in the first person, but but I'm really talking as the collective. Um, however, within the context of the local church, within the con of a congregation within mm. the context of this local body we care enough about each other that we don't let sin go yeah. that we deal with it yeah. um, if we hear of gossip in the church we deal with gossip because we recognize that a little leaven leavens the whole lump mm. um, and so and so even though we are individuals and the individual needs to be dealt with, we recognize that that person is part of the community mm. and the community will be tainted even by that sin. But at the same time, we also love that individual yeah. enough to deal yeah. with sin. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's amazing that, I mean, you, you guys have talked about discipline already, but can you see how closely knitted these things walk to each other it's just you can't have the one without the other yeah i mean we'd like going between biblical leadership and church discipline and Ordinances church membership and, and yeah. gospel and they, they're all tied together yeah. aren't and they? that's why i'm saying i think membership is one of the basic elements of a healthy church because all of it it's the gospel that creates members of the community but from membership, you get leadership, you get preaching, you get worship, you get uh, evangelism, you you get discipline, you get discipling. It, it gospel creates a people, and the people manifest in all those avenues of health. Tommy, do you fish? I mean, I know you fish for men, but I, I do. Do you actually fish? I do not. But my you brother. Do not. Okay, I don't either. So now this analogy isn't going to work at all. Well, neither of us know enough to test it. But I'm guessing if you're a really great fisherman, you can like read the signs, mm -hmm. right? You, you 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 might walk down a river and you can read that the the, the water is a little bit slower at a point, warmer um, or colder. It's a little bit warmer or colder, um, and you might know they're going to be fish here. Yeah. A person looking for a good church, mm. a person who says, yeah, you know, I've listened to what Tommy is saying. It actually mm. makes sense. Church mm. membership makes sense. I can see it in the Bible. I can see my need for it. I'm attracted to these privileges and I understand that they come with responsibilities that maybe we can talk about uh, a little bit later. Um, but I'm going to look for a church like this. What are some of the tells? Mm. What are some of the indications that a church is healthy in this area? Yeah. What should people be looking for? So I think first of all, which is everybody's going to jump on this one, is just a loving, welcoming community. Um, that's the first one. But then when you sit down... Well, uh, what is a love? I mean, like, what is a loving, welcoming... It might look different to you than to me. What, what, yeah. what, what do you mean by that? Engaged. Yes. So interest. Who are you? Where are you from? Yes. How can we help you? Uh, are you do you have any questions that we can answer? Hey, there's, there's already so much application going on in today's show. I mean, if, if you're sitting on the outside and you're not a member of a local church, I'm really hoping that by now you've realized that the application of the show, the application of the passages that we've read is that you need to be added somewhere. Yeah. You need to go and find a place to be added. But let's just say you sitting on the outside listening in and you're a member of a local church and you go, oh, my, I'm not 100% sure I'm in a healthy place. Are you hearing that one of the indications of health or one of the, the aspirations that you should have as a member of a local church is that you become a welcoming church? Yeah, just fellowshipping. And, um, and that's on you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then after that, you sit down and the word is faithfully being proclaimed. Okay. It's not the idea of the pastor. Yeah. It's not the idea of a book. It's the idea of the Bible. 
Um, that's the one. Um, good worship, which entails the preaching. It's not just the singing. Um, it's the whole. It's the lyrical gathering. content. It's the 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 order that the, the reading of the Bible, the preaching of the Bible, proclamation, and all of these relate to membership in that. It's members that are going to be performing many of these exactly. functions, and yeah. it's members that are going to be singing to one another yeah. songs, hymns, and spiritual songs Correct. that Christ might be glorified in their midst. And yeah. so you're looking for all of these things yeah. happening amongst you, but yeah. really it's because all of these things are related to healthy membership. Yeah, yeah. And then I would say, and that could be privy to to members only, but if you see discipline happening, discipline, uh, disciplining, and we can chat about discipling, which is a Passion and a passion of mine is the, if discipling is happening. Yes, serious church discipline, excommunication. You guys talked about two weeks ago would not necessarily not happen. Yes, discipling and discipline is spelled very close for a certain reason. If I'm involved in your life, discipling you, having that fellowship and interaction and transparency, mm. that sin would be cut off. Yes. It will be covered by. Multitude of sin Formative discipline yeah. In other words Discipline you're that just, one another. You, You're forming one another Discipline not being a scary word We, no. we hear the word discipline In South Africa We're thinking of Of, of jacks And, and yeah. you know with a, with, a, with a long stick yeah. But in actual fact Discipline uh, we've, We're talking about The Greek word That we derive The English translation Of discipline In terms of the Bible Comes from the word gym It's the idea yeah. of, of really Of being trained um, A continual exercise of, Exercised yeah. uh, You know know blood sweat and tears yeah um so that you are moved in a in a direction formative yeah. discipline meaning that that's always happening in our lives yeah. that we that we're pushing one another and pressing one another yeah. and lifting one another toward the person yeah. of jesus christ and i think one of the last ones that i would mention which is absent in a lot of churches these days it's not consumer based let me explain yeah. so it's not church is happening there on the stage under the lights yeah it's happening here on the floor. You got a problem with lights, Tommy? No, I don't. Okay, know. smoke machines? I. It could. It could <laughs> I, be a distraction. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just. I'm just kidding. I that's think the a, building should a, be well lit, not a, dark. That's, that's a, a thing. topic for another day. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that there's a a consumer thing of I'm pitching up. I'm sitting. You feed me. Yeah. Instead of you know what? It's a whole day of worship of. As soon as I walk into the door, I'm part of it. Yeah, I'm I'm singing with my voice, uh, and people are hearing me sing. Uh, and then after the service, I'm, I'm discussing I'm what engaged, was preached. I'm listening. I'm taking yeah. down notes. It's yeah. it's it's like this, this is a this is an interactive time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then after the service, even discussing what was preached or uh, confession of sin or praying together or yes. I think that's a, a healthy mark of a church is just a compelling community. Hint: There's a book of for that. Well, well we're going to need to speak about resources really soon I just want to pick up on a couple of comments because they've been coming in thick and fast I, I, I'm fairly certain without a doubt we've hit a vein here and mm-hmm. um, because we've been asked at least four or five times for the podcasts of these episodes and uh, maybe just to say the last person that that asked for them uh, Kim um, in the in the comments on Facebook I have put the um, the link to where all the shows are collected in one place. If you type into Google, um, Crystal Park Baptist Church Space Table Talk, um, all the previous um, shows are in one place. Uh, that's Table Talk and Crystal Park Baptist Church. It should take you to a page um, where they are 
um, all collected. I do want to give a shout out to Peter Smith, uh, who has logged on and is listening. Glenn says we are called to be the church, not mm. just attend a mm. church. Mm. I really like that, Glenn. Thanks for the interactions. Uh, Stephen Lear says yes. Michael from Springs, shout out to both Stephen and to uh, Michael. There was a question that came through, and I have lost it. Um, oh, uh, Penny says talking about the shepherd knowing his sheep leads me to say that one reason I never joined a mega church is that the pastor of uh, such a church literally tripped over me in a shopping mall and uh, did not know who I was Uh, that's really sad I I think that there are challenges and the larger church gets to Mm. for for individuals to stay connected to one another and yet the first example of the most perfect church we have is the church in Jerusalem uh, talk about mega church on day one they went from 120 people in an upper room and um, those who believed his message were baptized and 3,000 people were added to their number mm. and so uh, on the one hand I, I do get um, the concerns with mega churches and the concerns with the disconnect between pastors and people but I also need to appreciate that we do have examples biblical examples mm. of churches where it worked and it worked really if, really well if the eldership are faithful in raising more elders I spoke I mm. launched a YouTube video yesterday about church leadership yes and it is that's one of the responsibilities and again membership flowing into leadership yes. another healthy mark of a church yes. it's just elders are there to shepherd but also to raise more leaders 100% um, yeah. we, we're going through a bit of a growth spurt at the moment at Crystal Park Baptist praise Church the praise the Lord it's always mm. exciting uh, I see Marco with a comment he's one of the guys that's actually um, that's actually in our leadership training um, but last night we got together we we're busy going through um, systematic theology for the last six months we've been going through hermeneutics and homiletics with Jeff Gage mm-hmm. from Brackenhurst Baptist Church we're now going through systematic theology and it's been so good to see about 20 people in-house and about 10 people online connected to this process mm. of of going through systematics and I've been prefixing each week by saying this you know guys I praise the Lord for you mm. uh, the reality is we've got new members coming in they need to be discipled we need Bible study leaders we need one-on-one disciples um, and we need strong family units husbands who take spiritual headship of their homes moms who are the spiritual heads of homes to be equipped in order to raise up a godly generation of mm. children who mm. are brought up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord mm. how else will that happen if you don't apply yourself to the process of mm. eating God's word bearing it deep in your heart mm. having your minds transformed mm. and reformed <laughs> uh, to God's praise and glory and then having lives which reflect what you're learning uh, that happens in the context of a local church as we mm. disciple one another. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Someone the other day asked me, Tommy, how many elders should we have in a church? And I said, listen, yeah, how wonderful and how healthy would your church be if every single man in the church is a qualified elder? Not necessarily serving as an elder, but qualified, meaning leading his family well, able to teach above reproach. I mean, that church would just flourish. Mm, mm. So it's not about 100 members per elder or 75 members per elder. It, no. It's, hey, strive for every single husband and man in that church to be qualified elders because the women will be served well. They would be loved well. They would be uplifted in serving one another well in the word, um, which is it's a great, great goal to have. Tommy, as we talk about the the opportunities that membership gives to an individual to serve Mm. well 
Okay, so membership gives you opportunities to serve. What kinds of opportunities are available to members to serve in a local church that really should be coming through membership? And Mm. yeah, I'm thinking of a priesthood of all believers, Mm. um, which is a Baptist distinctive. And uh, how does that work itself out at Brackenhurst where you serve? Yeah, so we we emphasize discipling really big. Mm. Um, So we believe that the body heals itself. So we try and equip every single member of Brackenhurst to take up the responsibility to help one another in growing in Christ. Mm. So if there's a problem, you go to your your grace group. That's our small group during the week, and we kind of know that you'll be you'll be helped there. Obviously, if there are serious, more serious problems, they'll come to the elders. But I think that's a first. Yes. Port of call is yes. everybody in the church can disciple. They can pick up the Bible yes. and speak truth yeah. and help each other grow in Christ. I think that's a, a wonderful opportunity. Um, other opportunities are as as advanced as playing in the music ministry. Um, I can't play any instrument, um, <laughs> which I think that's why I'm saying it's an advanced kind of service. Um, but then again, nobody needs to be qualified uh, in serving on looking after cars or putting out the the Lord's Supper elements or Lord's Supper's elements or um, putting out chairs or those are all wonderful service or pouring coffee mm. for fellowship afterwards. Uh, that, that You don't need to be qualified to serve in that capacity like you would need to have some inclination to music instruments to, to, mm. to play in the music ministry. Um, other ministries like teaching, uh, children's church public reading of scripture public reading of scripture you don't need to be qualified to do that uh, if you can read your bible in your personal capacity did did, did you say prayer yet? no not yet man no. I, I tell you what our churches need people mm. who are devoted to the ministry of prayer yeah. Yeah. that that might be corporately f- and individually Completely, yeah. brother. I'm looking at the time. I can't believe that we've been talking for two hours, Tommy. It feels like just a few minutes. Um, we're going to need to come come back and come together again and have this chat. Peter Smith just uh, asks uh, the YouTube channel name that Tommy posted the video about eldership on mm-hmm. is Imprint. Imprint. I actually put the YouTube um a link into the comments on Facebook, Peter. Uh, so if you just look around for Mark Penrith, um, the the information should be there. And it's on our website, the podcast and the That's YouTube right. site. I actually got it from, from, your, okay. uh, from your website. Yeah. I found the link there. Yeah. Tommy, I, I want to say thank you so much for coming online. Thank you for your faithful service yeah. to, the, to the church and for kingdom growth in South Africa. Really love partnering with you, brother. And enjoyed the chat today yeah. uh, on the topic of church membership. Our prayers do need to go out, friends, um, for our elders and our deacons who hold the line in local churches. Um, Really, be praying for your be praying for your pastors. Be Mm. praying for your elders. These are not easy times for them to be serving the local church. Mm. It's a time of great turbulence for you if you're in business or even in your own home, I have no doubt, Um, for local churches as well. So be praying for your pastors and be praying that they would be faithful, filled with zeal, that they'd be wise and that God would keep them holy Mm. in their life and in their testimony also be praying for missionaries serving on foreign fields especially those who are serving the persecuted church that god might be glorified in their lives and in their testimonies and we also 
want to remember and pray for and give much respect to our first responders, our police, our nurses, our firefighters, our paramedics, our correctional service officers, and others who serve our nation so faithfully and with such excellence. Um, God be praised for the number of people that he's raised up. You have been listening to Table Talk with me, your host, Mark. And so until next week, Friday, um, go with God and get after it.